This is Pastor Mike, and I want to welcome you to the Life Fellowship Podcast. I know that the trials of each of you experience can often feel overwhelming, and at those times, the enemy tries to bring discouragement into your life. Remember that in John 16, Jesus tells us to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. Today, as you listen, I pray that God's word ministers to you and that the power of the Holy Spirit deposits joy and peace into your situation. Such a reverent, reverent, reverent presence of God in this place. Such a reverent presence of the Holy Spirit in this house right now. And God's not done. I'm telling you, God's not done in this service. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Last week, I talked about becoming pregnant with promise, about allowing the promises of God to take root and to be conceived on the inside of you and about how Mary had to, she had to agree to carry the promise just because the angel brought it didn't mean she was gonna be the one. She had to say, let it be according to your word. And I want to talk to you this morning about atmosphere. Because when you become pregnant with something, the atmosphere around you must change to keep the promise healthy. And I believe God's going to speak to you this morning. Let's read this scripture in Luke chapter 1. Verse 39 through 45. It says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth, which was her cousin. And it happened that when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe talking about John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Elizabeth finishes her comments to Mary in verse 45. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. I want to read that last verse again. You need to look at your neighbor and say, there's fulfillment coming. It says, blessed is she who believed, For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning. God, for your presence in this house. And God, I believe that today you're just going to continue, Lord, to cultivate in our life, to change us, to mold us, God. 
into the image of you, who you want, who you desire us to be, God. Lord, let this word penetrate our hearts and minds today in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Title of my message this morning is Something is Changing. Look at your neighbor and say, Something is Changing. Something is Changing. Mary has already been visited. And listen, I'm gonna, I, I think I preach better when I get in the pulpit late. So I'm only going to go about 20 minutes this morning. I've done real good at this, at this tight time. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be long. But I want to give you a couple things that I think God will speak to you in this morning. Mary's become, has, has received the news that Jesus is going to be conceived on the inside of her. The angel goes away and now she's got some things to figure out. I find it interesting that uh, she didn't go talk to her mama. Imagine that conversation. Mom, I want to tell you something. I'm pregnant and you'll never believe it, but it's by the Holy Ghost. She didn't talk to her sister or didn't talk to her best friend. Surely... She had a best friend in the, in, in, in the neighborhood. The Bible says that in those days that she arose and she went to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. And the Bible says she went with haste. My granddaddy used to say that all the time. He was a farmer and he would say, we need to make haste. It means we need to get this. We don't need to waste any time. And I want to tell you something, when God puts a promise inside of you, don't waste any time getting yourself in an atmosphere where the promise can grow. Because the enemy comes immediately to steal. So if he's not wasting any time, you and I can't waste any time. When God speaks something into you, it's important that we go with haste, that we immediately begin to try to create an atmosphere for that to grow. Uh, it's important to, know, to note this morning that every time a promise is spoken into your life, you can't share it with everybody. She didn't share it with many people. The Bible says she went with haste to Elizabeth. The Lord had already, the angel had told Mary, she'd actually, Elizabeth is pregnant too in her old age. Elizabeth was, was most likely in her 80s. And she had just gotten pregnant. Somebody say, oh me. So Mary said, I need to go, I need to yoke up with the right people. And that's the first thing I want you to get this morning. You've got to have an atmosphere where you're yoking up with the right people when God is doing something in your life, when he's placed a promise or spoken something into you or delivered you. Maybe he's delivered you from drugs, alcohol, some kind of crazy addiction or whatever. Maybe he's pulled you out of, of, of being an angry person or whatever it may be. If God is doing something in you, you've got to yoke up with people that create an atmosphere for that thing to continue to grow for the Lord 
If you stay in the same atmosphere you are already in, eventually it's a, it's a great chance that that promise will die on the inside of you. You can't share your promise with everybody. Some people can't be trusted to know what God is doing in you. Because what they're going to do is they're going to talk about you behind your back. That's why Mary, I, I, I really believe, that's why she got out of town. She said, listen, I ain't going to tell none of these jokers here any of this stuff. Because all they're going to do, they're going to talk, uh, talk about me. I think I told you last week, uh, most scholars think there was only about 250 people living in Nazareth. Now, even without Facebook, it ain't going to take long for that to get around with 250 people. I mean, people are going to find out what's going on. You need to surround yourself with folks that will affirm and confirm what God is doing in you. Don't share with people who can affirm and confirm what God is doing in you. Listen, don't share your promises of God with people that are going, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, Hannah, where are you going to do that? You need to share your promises with people. You need to yoke up with some people spiritually that can help promote and confirm that promise that God places on the inside of you. you listen, if you believe in God, maybe God's given you a promise for a, great, uh, for a great financial breakthrough and you share it with somebody. Listen, don't share it with somebody that can't even believe God and trust God with a, a tenth of a paycheck once a week. Because they can't believe for a great financial promise if they can't even trust him with a tithe. Don't, 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 be, don't be sharing your promise with everybody. Yoke up with the right people. You've got to get yourself in an atmosphere where things can grow. There are certain atmospheres where, where the uh, growth, uh, we, we're from uh, Louisiana. I'm from, from Louisiana, Dalton is, and things grow down there all year long, even at Christmas time. It's just as green as it can be because the atmosphere is ripe growth and I want to tell you you need to create an atmosphere around you when God begins to speak something into your life you need to create an atmosphere where things can grow Philippians 1 6 is be confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion can I tell you God has prepared people in your life to walk with you and your promise. God, God prepared Elizabeth ahead of time. Uh, it, I find it's interesting. It was a forerunner. John the Baptist was a forerunner to Jesus Christ. Elizabeth was pregnant before Mary. God always prepares a way for you. When God's going to do something special in your life, he makes the right atmosphere available, but it's up to you to step into it. You know, it's tough to move out of that comfort zone of what you already of what you know is your normal. But Mary said, No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get out of here, I'm gonna go visit Elizabeth. She got herself into an atmosphere. The right people remind you that the promises of God are not crazy, but they are real and attainable because He is a real God. He is a God of power and a God of might. He is a God that exceeds all my expectations. 
The right people will remind you that God can do everything according to his riches and glory. The right people will remind you that through him all things are possible. The right people will remind you that I am not the tail but I am the head. I'm not underneath but I am on top. The right people will remind you that you have been redeemed and that there is no longer a curse on your life. Get away from people that don't do that. They are spiritual leeches and they will suck the life out of your promise. Mary had to step away to get in the right atmosphere. The wrong people don't want to hear about your promise because every promise they've ever had has died because they've refused to line up with what God said and they want you to be just like them. That's why they play down your promise is because they want you to be just like them. It makes them feel better about themselves. Therefore, they are all about themselves. They're not about you and they're not about the things of God. So when you're believing God for something miraculous, some, we, we talked last week that Mary was not ordinary. She wasn't an ordinary girl once she had the She was up until the time that she had the promise of God in her. And I want to tell this church, we're all ordinary people until the promise of God is conceived on the inside of us. And once you move from the ordinary to the extraordinary, you've got to believe before extraordinary things. You've got to yoke up with extraordinary people that believe the power of the Holy Ghost can bring to pass everything that God promised in your life yoke up with the right people you were chosen for more you need to yoke up with people that recognize hey there's more in you most, most of us got where you are on your job a lot of people because somebody recognized there's more potential in them than where they are. So there's, there are promotions given because somebody recognized there was more. Can I tell you something? Yoke up with people that recognize spiritually, hey, there's more in you. I want somebody to stretch me and pull something out of me, not tell me I've gone as far as I can go. Mary changed her atmosphere by yoking up with the right people. Then you've got to protect the atmosphere that you step into. The promise is meant to grow and not be hidden. And see, I want to tell you what happened when Mary went to Elizabeth. Most scholars think that she went just within a month or so after becoming pregnant with the Lord. And she stayed at Elizabeth three months. So she moved herself into an atmosphere that was safe for the promise to grow. And when the promise began to grow, you know what it did on the outside? It showed. She was pregnant. And she couldn't hide it. And I want to tell you, in your life, in your spiritual life, when God begins to put a promise in you, when a promise is conceived, and you will 
have the spiritual maturity to place yourself in an atmosphere with the right people and yoke up with the right people and the right things, all of a sudden the promise is going to show in your life. The promise isn't meant to be hidden. Mary begins to show the promise begins to grow. So the baby is growing on the inside of her. And, and I, I took a little liberty with this point because I began to think about women when they're pregnant. They won't eat just anything. I've heard women say, well, I, I can't eat those buffalo wings because I can tell that my baby doesn't like them. Or, or I'm not going to go down to the... Well, let's see, Wednesday night I put Jim down at the bar, didn't I? Wednesday night I put Jim. I'm not going to go down to the bar with Jim anymore Wednesday night. I, I, I'm, you know, because the cigarette smoke and the, and, and the alcohol, it's not good for my baby, my promise inside of me. And I want you to understand tonight that what you digest is important to the fulfillment of your promise. Young people, what are you digesting Adults, what are you digesting? <laughs> Mary recognized that the promise had become a treasure on the inside of her. It had become a treasure, and she, she needed to protect the treasure on the inside of her. Isaiah 55, 2 says, Eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Be careful what you digest. Matthew 6, 22 says, the eye is the lamp of your whole body. If the eye is healthy, then your body is full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, it goes on to say, then your body is full of darkness. Folks, we need to be careful what we digest. With our eyes and then with our ears. Philippians 4.8 says, Whatsoever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report, think on these things. You'll think on whatever you hear. So I want to challenge you tonight, this morning to be careful at what you digest. What are you letting your eyes see? On television, what do you allow your eyes to see? to see how much skin are you willing to look at on television before you cut it off look this is just real life stuff this is real this is the world we live in we we live in a world now where people on regular television there uh, some places will actually show a person's backside completely bare as long as it's not their front. On regular, late, and I'm not talking about HBO, so I'm talking about on regular television. This is a world we live in. So I'm asking you this morning, what are you allowing your eyes to see? Young people, what are you allowing your eyes to see? And it's not just the television anymore. We have the internet which you can in a moment's time on your phone, you can bring up more trash if you wanted to or even by accident, hello somebody, you can, I mean, that stuff will come. What are you willing to let your eyes see? And what are you willing to let your ears hear? 
Be careful what you digest because it won't always agree with your promise. When I'm, if I've got a promise of God inside of me, I want to digest his word. I want to digest things that are healthy to the promise because I want my promise to continue to grow. I want my promise to be full grown when it's birthed. I don't want anything to be lacking in my life. And if you're not careful at what you digest by what you see and what you hear, even at work, think about some of the talk that you hear at work. Don't join in if it's ungodly. I would used to, I would used to say it's just the men, but even the women now, it doesn't really matter. There's filthy talk that just goes on. Be careful what you hear because what you hear matters. Listen, what you hear can change things on the inside of you. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, I believe it is, that an evil spirit was upon Saul, but when David would play worship for Saul, that the evil spirit would depart. What you hear matters. What you hear matters. And then what you see and what you hear will eventually come out in what you speak. This is important. And the power of life and death is in what you speak. So when you've been promised something on the inside of you, it's important that you speak in a positive manner concerning the promise of God that was given. But if you see, if you digest by what you see and hear incorrectly, then you will therefore speak incorrectly. Psalms 141.3 says, Set a guard over my mouth and keep a watch over the door of my lips. I think we should all adopt that scripture. God, every morning when I get up, God, set a guard over my mouth and Lord, watch over the door of my lips. Don't let me speak anything negatively towards the promise that you put inside of me. It's important that you recognize today that what you digest is very important to the health of the promise of God inside of you. The eye is the lamp of the whole body. Speak out of faith. Speak out of faith. Verse 45, Elizabeth said, Blessed is she who believes. And and. And sister, get ready because there's fulfillment coming to the promise. Believes. She who believes. That means she who has faith to recognize that what seems impossible to man is possible with God. And I want to tell somebody in this place this morning, something may seem impossible to you in your situation, in your, in your chain of events, but with God it is not impossible. Blessed are the ones in the place today that believe because God will bring to fulfillment everything he has promised in your life. God will bring it to fulfillment. Keep believing. Your faith will produce fulfillment. Somebody needs to get that. I jotted that down this morning in my office. Just came to me. Your faith produces fulfillment. If, if you were to ask anybody in the entire world, Christian or pagan, 
red, yellow, black, or white, any continent, if you were to ask any person, would you like to be fulfilled, I'll bet the ratio would be pretty high that 99.999% of everybody says, yes, I would like to be fulfilled. I want to tell you something. If you want to be fulfilled, it's going to take faith to produce fulfillment in your life. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. Stop listening to the leeches in your life and recognize that the faith in God, oh, we used to sing a song, have faith. In God. I bet you remember that song. Yeah, it has some soul to it. That's it right there. Have faith in God. I want to tell you, we need to get back to the day where we just decide I'm having faith in God. I don't care what else may come. I'm having faith in God because faith in God produces fulfillment in my life and in the kingdom. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Your faith produces fulfillment. And then the third thing, I told you I'm doing good. The third thing. Praise is key to the promise continuing to thrive. Praise is key. Pastor, what is praise? Now listen, I'm not getting on anybody, but praise is movement. Praise is excitement. Praise is exuberation. Praise is, uh, it's noisy. Listen, you, I mean, I, Anytime I kill a nice deer, I praise the Lord right there in the woods, and I want to tell you, it's loud. I'm I'm swinging from tree limbs and rolling in the leaves. Praise is key to the promise of God coming to fulfillment in your life. Praise keeps the atmosphere saturated, listen to this, with faith and expectancy. I can think of numerous times that I've just kind of, has anybody ever just had felt blah? Oh, come on, church. I mean, you know, you won't necessarily depress. You just kind of had a, just a blah. I can't think of how many times I've had that feeling, but if I can turn on some praise and I begin to sing along and I begin to praise the Lord, all of a sudden the atmosphere changes. Not because I read my Bible, not because I was like Daniel and said, all right, Lord, I'm going to schedule three times a day to pray. But just because I joined in praising the name of Jesus. And when you begin to saturate the atmosphere with real praise, I'm, I'm talking about that kind of praise. When, you put, when they pull up beside you at the stoplight in your car, I mean, they don't know who you're listening to, but they know that you are excited about it. I mean, that off-the-chain type praise. And, and just so you know, I want to I wanna take the That's okay in church, too. This, this isn't a Baptist church. There's nothing against the Baptist. That the Baptist, there'd be a lot less Christians in America today. But this is a Pentecostal church. And we can... We can We can have some excitement about our praise. Praise is key. Now I want to read these last few verses, 46 through 53, in this 
chapter. I want you to see this. So Mary stays at Elizabeth's about three months. And then in verse 46, she heads back home, and this is what she said. Verse 46 says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. And behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich <laughs> he has sent away empty. In my Bible, that passage is titled, The Song of Mary. You see, when Mary got herself into a place where the atmosphere was rich for growth, she was able to leave there knowing that it was because of God that it had happened and that God was going to sustain her through the process so all she could do was just begin to praise who he was. And I want to tell you this morning, praise is key in your life if you want the promise of God to continue to grow. Whatever God has spoken in you, whatever God is wanting to do in you, I believe there are people in this church right now, God has actually called you into to local church ministry but you've never allowed that promise to grow because your atmosphere has everything else around it and it really doesn't promote the growth of your spiritual well-being but I want to tell you this morning if you will just begin to unleash some oh I'm talking about some real praise to the Lord where you just begin to say God it's because of you that I'm where I am God it's because of you that I can do what I can do God it's because of you that I am above and not beneath when you have real praise on the inside of you real praise Mary went to Elizabeth come on Erica she went to Elizabeth not showing she had a promise but she wasn't showing but when she left Elizabeth she was showing. She, she left home, maybe in the back of her mind, with some fear about what was going to go on. Even though she wasn't showing yet, but when she went back, she was showing. And she also had no signs of fear. She had a praise in her heart. She said, ah, this is a good thing. And I want to tell you something in your life. It's time for some of you to start showing. I'm going to say that again. It's time for some of us to start showing. You've been in, you stayed in Nazareth too long when you should have, you should have gotten yourself in a saturated atmosphere for the promise to grow. So the promise in your life is still in an infancy stage. 
listen, maybe it's a promise that God wants you to do something in business that's going to glorify Him. Maybe it's a promise that God was going to use you in a mighty way in ministry. Maybe it was just a promise that God was going to deliver your children or, or save a grandchild or, or whatever. But I want to tell you, don't let your promise stay in the infancy stages. Mary got herself to a place where she could see the promise grow. She pulled herself out of the atmosphere that would deter growth and placed herself in an atmosphere that was saturated and charged for growth. And I want to tell you something this morning. I believe that the atmosphere of this church this morning is saturated with the atmosphere that can be like miracle grow on your promise. That even though there, it's been a lot of years, but God can begin to rebirth that growth in you. And all the years that have went by and nothing's happened, but you just say, God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready to yoke up to the right things. God, I'm ready to start protecting what I digest because I recognize that what I'm digesting is death to my promise. Or God, I recognize that I need to take my praise to a different level. Come on, church, how many of you need to take your praise? How many of you know you need to take your praise to a different level? I mean, come on. I mean, I need to take my praise to a different level. God is saying today, if you want to be able to birth that promise in your life, there are some steps to take. There are some things that must be done to bring it about in a timely manner. What do you need to adjust in your life? What are you digesting? What are you hearing? What are you speaking? Have you developed a negative tongue towards what God really wants to do in you. Can I tell you something about negativity? Most negative people don't even realize they're being negative. It's become such a habit to them, they don't even realize it anymore. Are you one of those people? Wherever you find, maybe you say, Pastor, I feel like I have yoked up with the right people. I have protected what I digest. I feel like my, but, but, I, but I just feel stuck. Can I tell you that I believe that today is your day for God to push you into the next season. See, the, the time in Elizabeth's house was a certain season, but all of a sudden she left and Mary was about to enter another season. And she prepared for the birth of the promise. Next week, I'm going to preach a message entitled, The Birthing Room. God wants to bring things about in your life. Every head bowed and every eye closed right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. If you're in this place this morning, and you can say, Pastor, I've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life. But today, I want to make that proclamation of faith that says, God, you are my Lord and my Savior. God, I want you to forgive me of my sins. Or maybe you've just 
backslidden and you haven't been walking with the Lord, if you need Jesus in your life today, would you slip up your hand? I'll wait just a moment. Anybody in this place? Anybody? I'll wait just a moment. Anybody? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want to ask this question. How many of you this morning can say, Pastor, I'm ready to enter a new season? I, I know God has got some promises in me and I am ready to enter a new season. If that's you, I want you to get up and I want you to come down right now. We're going to pray. Don't wait on anybody else. Don't wait on anybody else. Don't wait on anybody else. God, right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Sorry, I'm Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. And listen, give me a give me a wall of people that'll have, help stand and pray right here. I'm gonna start right here on this evening. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast here at Life Fellowship Church in Hearst, Texas. God is doing great things at our church, and we would like for you to be a part. Join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6.45 p.m. Get connected with us through Facebook or our website at www.lifefellowshiphurst.org. Thank you and God bless.